Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. <laughs> Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. It seems like every year, almost regardless of the sport, that someone blows up. And we mean that in a positive manner, obviously. But it's like they really come from what seems to be nowhere, and they end up being this highly regarded, highly recruited player, whether it be basketball. In this case, I'm talking about football. And I'm speaking of... T.J. Lindsay, it sounds like this young man is blowing up and could be a major, major target for the University of Arkansas, whether it be as a defensive end or maybe even as an interior defensive lineman. Uh, do you see it that way, Trey, that this young man is, is just kind of blowing up all of a sudden? Yeah, 6'3", 250 is what we have him listed at. To me, you know, I've, I've kind of said before, like if you're 255 in high school or 265-ish in that range, even if you're listed as a defensive end, you can a lot of times grow into a defensive tackle just kind of naturally. But mm-hmm. um, he's got a pretty substantial number of offers. Uh, 24-7 Sports has him ranked number three prospect in the state of Arkansas, number 23 edge in the nation. Um and uh, a really high-ranked three-star. So, yeah, could be could be that guy in the 2024 class. Another name that uh, seemingly, in my opinion, came out from nowhere, I don't know if, if ultimately his position will be at the next level quarterback, but the class of 2025 quarterback, Quentin Murphy, by way of Robinson High School. Yeah, always guys to keep an eye on. I mean, you never know what kind of guy, you know, what somebody will develop into. Um, he's a really good athlete, 6'3", 180 pounds out of Robinson. Uh, Robinson obviously has produced a lot of talent over the years. In fact, uh, is up there among the state's top producers of talent. I mean, um, they've they've sent several players to Fayetteville over the years. Uh, but the thing with him, you know, 6'3", 180, so I, I – I, say this all the time but you know you can do a lot with 63180 and mm-hmm. uh, and some really good speed he's got offers from Pittsburgh Tennessee Utah Wisconsin and again as you mentioned just just a class of 2025 so you know about to be a sophomore let's speak with Brett Brett good afternoon you have a question or comment for Trey yeah I sure do um hey Trey you know I'm kind of a, more of a football guy than I am baseball, but um, I've really gotten into watching the Hogs baseball this spring. I've, I've, of course, watched them before, but this year it's just it's been a lot of fun. It's been actually a great, great year of Razorback sports. I guess my question for you is uh, tonight uh, against Auburn, you've got pitching, offense, defense. If there was one of those three, that you could guarantee would perform great tonight for the Hogs. Which one do you think would would you take? Oh man, I don't. I, so you're you're 
you're talking to you're like looking in the mirror right now because I'm the same as you. <laughs> I'm more football guy. We got Andrew Ellis covers mostly baseball. I mean, I I just watch and check it out. I'm kind of like you in a lot of ways. Just okay. you know, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm an expert at all in baseball. Just uh, more of a fan than anything. But um, okay. and and not a huge fan of baseball. I watch the Hogs, but that's about it. You know, as far as my yeah. baseball. Uh, watching, so I, I'm sorry. I, Randy probably give you a lot better answer than I could. I'll jump well, in right here, Brett. If you if if you give me one of the three, I'll take pitching. Pitching yeah. can shut down hitting. Now, typically, when you say pitching, if you're adding on your defense, needs to be able to back up that pitching, but. If you're going to give me one of the three, only one of the three, give me pitching. If you remember back on Saturday what you saw from Connor Nolan and how he stepped in there with the exception of that leadoff home run that he gave up in the bottom half of the first inning to Jones, the leadoff batter for Stanford. Outside of that, man, he was almost perfect. And I think at one one point mowed down like nine in a row. But uh, if you give me one, now, in that ballpark, uh, you may have heard Kevin's segment earlier today, uh, just a little while ago, talking about uh, he had talked with a player who had played in the um, Stillwater Regional and couldn't believe how the ball was flying out of there. Uh, he, thought, he thought maybe the balls might be juiced. Uh, yeah. I've been very surprised yeah. the way the ball's been flying out uh, in Omaha because I, I, I'll be first to say I went on record last week by saying that ball, the ball doesn't carry in Omaha. Well, I've been made a liar and um, <laughs> proven proven to, to be not knowing what I'm talking about. But if I'm gonna go with if I'm gonna go with one of the three, I'm going pitching. Yeah, I. I'm, like I said, I'm not an expert, but I was, you know, that makes sense to me because that keep, you know, keep you in the ball game and keep it. If they can't score, hey, you know, if the other team can't score, uh, you can scratch a run or two. But anyway, appreciate you guys, and I just say, go Hogs! It's been a been a great sports year. Absolutely, thank you. Okay, Brett. Well, if if you if you look at it, Trey, um, not that I'm that smart, but pitching so dominant, the offense was red hot on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, last night, pitching, I'm not sure how you want to call it, uh, uh, unacceptable. That was rough. easy of a phrase there that you can use. Anytime you got but, to change a pitcher after first inning or during the first inning. And you uh, walked <laughs> in. And yeah. you walked in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hit a batter or two. So, yeah, no, that's – you're not going to win with that kind of pitching. You can win with the kind of pitching Arkansas got on Saturday. You're going to lose with the kind of pitching. If Arkansas duplicates last night's pitching, uh, you're going to start packing your bags because yeah. it's going to be very difficult to overcome. At that level, when you're walking 10 batters, hitting a couple of batters, and then you can't locate the pitch, and you really become batting practice. Let's talk to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. Hey, Trey, what's, what's going on, man? Hey, Savage. Hey, you know, you know, as far as like the the offers that come into these kids, 
how do you accurately keep up with them, whether they're true or false? I mean, there was a kid out of California a couple of years ago that falsely said he was going to California, and he had so many offers from these schools. How do you accurately, you know, keep up with that, and whether it's true or not? Is an offer committable or not? Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah, it's a difficult deal because the NCAA has a rule where you. Uh, can't technically offer anybody a written scholarship until I believe it's August 1st, uh, heading into their senior year. As we know, you know there are players that are much younger than that that are getting scholarship offers. Um, right. And the way that works a lot of times is coaches will, you know, say, "Hey, we're offering you a scholarship." It's you know, it's a, it's a verbal deal, uh, but they'll say, "We're offering you a scholarship," and it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing behind it that says this means something. This is you know, written, hey, we want you. And the trick you run into if you're Arkansas is Alabama or Auburn or whoever might just pop in and say, hey, we're offering you a scholarship and, you know, to a a kid inside the state. And it might not be an offer that they're ready to accept. And that makes it tough because if you're Arkansas and you offer a kid inside the state, that offer better mean something because you get some really bad publicity if you offer in-state right. kids and you're not willing to take their commitment. So it's it's such a tricky deal. Um, in this day and age, you have to do that, though, because with recruiting moving up so early, uh, you'll get cut by a recruit before you've even had a chance to properly evaluate them. So you have to offer a lot of kids before you even have to property, proper, before you've even properly evaluated them. So um, that context is, is key. Now, as far as if an offer is committable or not, and how do you keep up with that? To me, a lot of that, you know, if a kid um, takes a visit to a school and he's offered on his visit, that's usually very legitimate. Um, Danny West does a great job of, uh, of deciphering all that kind of stuff. There's just certain things, like if a, if a recruit keeps visiting your campus, the activity level, I would say, is a big part of it. Um, if the activity level with the coaches – uh, is at a, is very high, uh, and with a the recruit, then you know usually you can count on that. That's that's a committable offer. But I mean, as we know, they'll right. offer hundreds of players, you know. And generally, you know, the rules change this year, but they can only take 25 in a year. But that's still going to be pretty close to what they take in a year, maybe more like 30. But it's it's just very difficult to pin down who has a committable offer and who doesn't, and. The answer I would give you is to pay attention to Danny West. Pay attention when Danny says you. You know, somebody has a committable offer, this offer's legit. Um, then, then that's how you know. But you're right. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of information out there, that, but it doesn't pinpoint whether it's true or not. You know, so exactly. It's, it's yeah. hard. To, it, it's hard to decipher. You know, who's actually got an actual commit, or you're just filling up your list on you know Twitter or Facebook, and you know we do a, we do a feature called we do a feature called the Big Red Board. Okay, and we do it position by position, and in that it's a VIP article. But in that, Danny ranks the players and their likelihood to end up at Arkansas, and really doesn't put players on there unless they're guys that Arkansas really wants. So, I mean, my answer to that's pretty simple: is you know, Danny West has the answers yeah. on on who can commit and who can't with an Arkansas offer, at least with an Arkansas offer. Um, you know, it's it's. There's other guys you got to kind of pay attention to, um, you know, around the country as far as other schools go. Right. I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you, Savage. Let's check in with Don.
Don, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Hey, guys. It's been a while since I called in. Good afternoon. I've just got a, uh, I've got a quick question for Trey. Mm-hmm. He's discussed this many times about the football team. Uh, Trey, in your opinion, I know we need help on the defensive line. Could you quickly go over our strings and our weaknesses and what we need help at? And I'll let y'all guys go. Thank you. On the defensive Very line good. only or all together? Just all together, just all together. Just, yeah. you know, the strength, weakness, what we need help at. You know, I think they're okay at Thank defensive you, end. I think that they've, you know, transfer portal their way out of some issues there. They've recruited well overall at that spot, uh, particularly if you, you know, Eric Gregory remains there. Defensive tackles a little bit more unknown. You know, I think Isaiah Nichols is a good player. Torian Carter injury is a concern. It sounds like he's definitely going to miss some time. Uh, and then past him, you know, you start talking about Cam Ball, Marcus Miller, Terry Hampton, who's the, the transfer coming in, um, the Juco kid they just got. So to me, on the interior, there's a, a bit of a concern. Uh, not maybe too early to say concern because, you know, some of these guys may end up being like guys that can really, really help you. But if there's a spot you didn't need to lose a guy, it was probably defensive tackle. I wonder if they may consider moving Eric Gregory inside because you do have a pretty, pretty good – you know, bunch of numbers at defensive end, and, and Gregory Gertie goes about six four three oh five now, so uh, he could certainly do that. Or maybe you consider moving him inside uh, to defensive tackle when you go to a four man front. Maybe that makes it a little bit easier to do that. So I would say that's uh, a little bit of a concern. You certainly don't need any injuries there. I'd like to see better numbers at linebacker, but you do have bumper pull and. The early returns on Drew Sanders seem to be very, very positive also. Uh, I like Chris Paul also. He's just very improved. He's just a redshirt freshman. But the coaching staff really seems to like him. I think he's got a bright future. Uh, it's just he is, you know, kind of young. And then uh, you just wonder about depth there. You need somebody else to come up and, and help. You, you can't have any injuries. And that's the big thing in this conference. You start you start having injuries on defense uh, that, and that's going to happen. You're going to have injuries. And so how good is your second group? And for that matter, how good is your third group? Because once you lose a guy, then you start talking about, you know, the third guy has to play a lot. And so how good is he? And so that's a bit of a concern. In the secondary, I think they're going to be really good. I think they've got really strong numbers. they got Jalen Catalan coming back. I think they have a nice mix of players back there. I think they're going to be okay. Getting Dwight McLaughlin was really key for them at cornerback. And you know, we'll see. I, I really like what Malik Chavis did. You got Hudson Clark, Ladarius Bishop. You've got some, you know, Kari Johnson's another one and can also play safety. So I think you've got some some good numbers there, especially at safety on defense. So I would say that's a strength. Uh, I, I think they're okay at linebacker and defensive tackle if they can just avoid the injury bug moving forward, which that's a lot to ask because players, they, ju- they just get hurt. I mean, it just it just happens in this game. So... Hopefully they can get lucky there. Uh, I think offensive line will be a strength for them. I think uh, you got an, a battle that will ensue in, in fall camp at left tackle between Luke Jones and Takias Crawford. And then, obviously, you got K.J. back. I think the two best running backs from last year are back, and Dominic Johnson and Rocket Sanders, plus A.J. Green has a ton of potential. They really liked Rashad DeBinion. So I think they're in good shape there. Need at least three really good running backs you feel good about. And then tight end. You know, you got Trey Knox. You lose Blake Kirby. You got Trey Knox and Hudson Henry back. Uh, so, and you know, you're, you're hoping Hudson can can really contribute this year. And then um, wide receiver, 
wide receiver, you obviously lose Traylon Burks, but I think overall they're, they've got better talent at wide receiver. They may not have the cream of the crop top type of talent like Burks, uh, but overall I think that it's a, it's a better group of wide receivers. And some of that's from you know guys that are coming in, and some of that's from guys being a little bit older like Keetron Jackson. Um, so, and then special teams, I think should, uh, special things I think should be pretty solid overall. Um, they got to figure out a punt returner. I think it probably will be Bryce Stevens and, um, they, they should be okay at punter and kicker. Trey, I'm looking at, uh, I believe the latest, I'm uh, looking at hog sports right now, resetting the big red board, 2023 defensive tackles. Uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas gained a big commitment uh, over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm showing on here hot for Marcus Deal, who is a yeah. four-star out of Garland, Texas. Let's just say uh, that he is next to commit, and I'm not saying he is, but let's just say he did commit. Uh, you still got Steven Johnson out of Georgia, and then Caden McDonald out of Georgia, those two others. I mean, can you see Arkansas trying to get as many as four defensive tackles for the class of 2023? I think you get as many as you can. I mean, this position, they've just had had such an issue recruiting that position out of high school. Um, But Jafar's going to play defensive tackle, uh, at least start off there. He's listed as an offensive lineman. Pretty interesting. Also, uh, Marcus Deal is listed as, as an offensive lineman. Now, um, both of those guys are being recruited to Arkansas to play defensive tackle. Marcus Deal, 6'4", 290. He is rated the number two interior offensive lineman in the country, number 57 wow. prospect nationally, number 13 overall in Texas. And Arkansas has done some really, really good work with him. So, that's nice to see. Danny's got him as hot on the big red board. Yeah. Deke Adams, Cody Kennedy both working, uh, recruiting him. But Danny's got him as hot right now. Um, we do different temperatures, I guess, um, hot, warm, cool, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, but, um, yeah, Danny thinks that there's a real good shot there. Um, Caden McDonald's a guy that they've been in on uh, for some time also. But, man, if they could get Marcus Deal, that would be that would be their first truly Big-time interior defensive tackle, I can't remember the last one. I can't remember the last guy that was like, you know, they've had some good ones now. I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about um, guys that came to Arkansas uh, as a def- – I mean, it might be it might be Sosa, McTelvin Aguim. I mean, McTelvin was – McTelvin was one of those 265-pound high school defensive ends, you remember what we were talking about, um, that eventually grew into a defensive tackle. Uh, but, you know, as far as guys that ended up playing defensive tackle, it might have been Sosa as the last guy that was, you know, in Marcus Steele's category. For those that may be looking at hogsports.com uh, and looking for the big red board, where would I find that, Trey? We, so at the top, there's uh, – uh, uh, it depends if you're looking at it on mobile or on desktop. At the top, there's a drop-down list, and there's Key Hog Sports links. And Danny always upsa- updates it right there. Okay. Under Key so Hog there Sports you go. links. Yeah. If you want to find other big red boards, that's how you find it uh, on Hog Sports. 
Com. Uh, you mentioned a second ago the defensive end position. That's that's kind of what I was uh, leading towards. Uh, is in great shape, particularly after uh, the news uh, the other day for Arkansas. Yeah, I think they're I think they're in really good shape at defensive end. I mean, I think they're in good shape. I should say. I, I mean, you talking about high school or or, or um, you talking about recruiting or, or the team right now? The team right now. Yeah, the team right now, you know, Zach Williams is a guy that's contributed to them for since he was a true freshman. And uh, I saw a picture of him the other day that he posted on Twitter. He's he's really filled out now. Uh, he he really got bigger last spring and then lost weight during the season. And as you know, came I think in the spring he was like sub two fifty and has really put on a lot of weight. But you got you know him and um, Jordan Dominic coming in. Landon Jackson, who's coming back from a, from a knee and was able to do a little bit of stuff in the spring. Then Eric Gregory, also a former four-star recruit. Shot Stewart, Eric Thomas. They've got some names there. All right, Trey. Up next, Arkansas Razorback Baseball. For Rick Schaefer, who's out today, I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Trey Biddy of hogsports.com.